Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is yours truly, Chi, coming to you from the Royal Club podcast. This is the WrestleMania recap. Um, Wow, that's very interesting. Very, very, very interesting show that we had at WrestleMania. Um, Was not what I expected, but with that being said, what can you expect from the WWE nowadays. Um, I did have a few keynotes that I did find interesting. Um, I did take numerous notes on these topics. Um, I also, my co-host, Asad, Saad, he was with me watching this, but he did leave. So I will be doing this by myself, winging it. Um... So let's just jump right into it. So I feel those if the match, the card itself was a, on paper, this card was stacked. It was loaded. It was supposed to be phenomenal. It was supposed to be great. Um, most of the matches, in my opinion, I think were great. Not Well, let me take that back. They weren't great. They were good. There were some great matches. Um, but I think the results for the matches is what threw me off and probably threw a lot of fans off as well. Um, the most notable one being Asuka's winning streak coming to an end at the hands of Charlotte. Um, a lot of people did not expect that to happen, um, me being one of them. So let's just jump right into this. Um, we have the Andre the Giant Battle Royal that was during the kickoff show. Um, not really much to talk about here. Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy have officially joined forces. Um, I have my own little conspiracy where I feel though as if this is just a lead up to where I feel like Bray Wyatt is going to be battling, um, the demons, if you want to call it, of Sister Abigail, which is going to then bring, in my opinion, bring forth a Sister Abigail, which would then make Matt Hardy somehow, I believe, his wife will get involved in it. It's That's just my personal opinion. I feel that that's going to happen. Um, so following that, um, great, great, absolutely the best part of this match was the Ty Dillinger, Matt Hardy face-off the 10 and the delete that right there stole the stole the moment for that stole the show for that moment you know that stole well not that moment it didn't steal the show but it stole the uh, that was the moment in that match let me let me make that more clear it was that moment right there that made that match what it was um Jim Ross and, and Jared King Lawler and Byron Saxon was on commentating. Um, JR did bring up a good point. He did bring up how Mojo Riley could be great. He could be one of the greats, but he doesn't take his he doesn't take the business serious. You know, that was that was an eye opener for me to see because it is true. You know, Mojo does have the potential to do great, but I just think that he just, he doesn't, he, 
he's like most of the wrestlers nowadays. They just are in the business, but they're not to me as a fan. They don't have the same hunger that the old wrestlers that I grew up on had during the Attitude Era. Um, so following that, you know, you have the Cruiserweight title match between Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali. Um, <laughs> my Twitter and my Facebook, I deemed this the superhero match because you had T'Challa. Well, not superhero match. You had the comic book match because you had T'Challa, Cedric Alexander um, going against Sub-Zero because Mustafa Ali was dressed up. His entrance and his attire reminded me of Sub-Zero and Cedric Alexander's tights or his trunks had Black Panther um, inspiration on there. He had the kind of the, the, the design of T'Challa's Black Panther suit. Um, so it was pretty dope. Um, that was a great match. That was an absolute phenomenal match. Um, that stole the the show for the kickoff. You know, that was the match for the kickoff. Um, should have been on the main card, but there there was a few matches that I think that they could have replaced with that. So with that being said, um, John Cena. You know, I will get into John Cena a little bit later, but John Cena was continuously being in the um crowd very annoying to see John Cena in the crowd because I feel those if Cena kept um they kept panning the Cena so it was like I felt those if them panning the Cena will take away from the show itself um that's just my personal opinion so then we have the unexpected women's the first ever women's WrestleMania Battle Royal. Um, I say unexpected because I did not expect Naomi to actually come out and win. Um, I did. I didn't like the Bailey Sasha go around. I think that they just been playing this for too long. And I think that now it's time for them to either have Bailey turn heel Sasha turn heel or they just need to go on two separate brands because this is getting ridiculous. Um, you have they are great, but they were they were great in NXT. You know, that's one thing I would say. They were phenomenal in NXT. Their rivalry in NXT was great. And I think that people have tried or the WWE has tried to mirror this, but you just can't because they're trying to keep Sasha as a baby face and not a heel. And then I think they're trying to make Sasha, I mean, Bailey a heel, but Bailey, no. You know, I just think that this is just, it's ran its course, you know. When you had the opportunity to pull the trigger, you didn't pull the trigger. Um, so that's that. So now we start off with the actual WrestleMania card. Um, we had, basically we had the triple threat match starting off phenomenal match. Um, I did was, I was surprised with Finn Balor's, um, entrance because there was rumors going around that he was going to do something 
that was going to be very um, colorful. He said in an interview that he was going to be very colorful. Um, he was not going to be the demon. Um, so I was very surprised with that. But I see what he was doing. Um, he was spreading the awareness that, you know, Balor clubs for everyone. And he had the LGTB, LGBT. I believe I said that wrong. If I said that wrong, I do apologize. Um, he had those colors on his trunks, on his Balor Club logo. Um, he had the colors. He had the rainbow colors on there. Um, he did come out with a whole bunch of people from the lesbian gay community from New Orleans out there with him. Um, Miz's entrance was pretty dope. I liked Miz's entrance. Seth Rollins had the Game of Thrones attire. Um, it was a great match. It was a great match. I love seeing Finn and Seth work together. Miz just adds flavor to it because he's the heel, but he's he's good at what he does. You know, that's the one thing I'll say about Miz. He's great at being the heel in the matches, you know. Um, what's the outcome that I thought? I thought Seth was going to not win the title. I thought Finn was going to win it. But um, another friend of mine who will be making a few appearances on the show, um, he basically showed me a link of a potential pay, uh, show that their host that they're going to do. Um, and it said that Finn is going to look to gain the Intercontinental title back. Or not back, but he's going to gain the Intercontinental title. He's going to look to gain the Intercontinental title from Seth Rollins. Um, so that's the one thing I don't like about them posting these shows or them posting cards for upcoming shows with these type of um, headliners or advertising. You know, you're advertising that this is going to happen. So it, it leaves you to believe that this is what's going to happen. Um, wasn't really thrilled about it. I don't think that Seth needs the Intercontinental title. Um, I feel like Finn needs the WWE Intercontinental title, um, which then leads me to believe that Vince just does not like Finn Balor. Um, I don't know what it is. This man is one of your biggest stars in the company right now. Every time he comes out to the, to the arena, the crowd does his... He's over with the crowd. His merchandise is top three, you know, selling merch next to Rusev. Um, and it's just, I don't understand why Vince is so, like, gung-ho on not having this man be the, like, be as great as he was in NXT. You know, and this is Triple H's boy. Now, I don't know if it's because it's Triple H's boy that Vince doesn't really want all of Triple H's boys to be running the show. I don't know. But this man is phenomenal. He's he's at the most, he's one of the most athletic people. You know, he's he's decent on the mic. Um, I honestly think that if that's the case, I think that you should just make Finn turn heel. I've always thought that Finn was better he has a better look to being a heel. Um, so I think you put him as a heel. But I also think, you know what, I think that this might be 
time for Finn to go from Raw and go to SmackDown. Um, that's something that I will be discussing later on in the foreseeable future. So now we go to the women's title match, the SmackDown women's title match. Um, I did discuss that earlier with Asuka winning. Not winning, but Asuka not winning, but losing. Um, one of the key things that I've noticed or I noticed was Charlotte Flair's entrance. It was one of the best entrances of the night. Um, she came out with the the montage, if you want to say that, or she was paying homage. She was paying respect to her to her dad. So the old Nature Boy music came on, and then she was on her throne, and then her music came on. It was it was stunning. It's beautiful. You know, it was something that I truly liked. I liked her entrance. Her entrance was pretty dope. Um. I thought when Asuka came out with her mask, I literally thought that she was going to destroy her. And it was a great match. You know, it wasn't a bad match. It was a great match. Um, but I was very surprised that Asuka, that Asuka lost. Um, don't know what they're going to do with this. Don't know where they're going to go with this now. Um, pretty interesting to see what they're going to do come SmackDown in regards to this. And we continue to see John Cena in the... In the crowd, um, it was getting to a point where I literally was saying that um, people should have a drinking game for every time you see John Cena or they mention John Cena during a match, during like cuts, you just take a shot. Um, that's literally what I was thinking. Like that was getting ridiculous. But then the referee shows up to John Cena and tells John Cena undertaker's here like he looks at john cena and tells john cena undertaker's here undertaker's here um undertaker's here you need to go and john cena ran like forrest gump out of his he jumped over the barricade and ran up the ramp and disappeared and the announce team is like we don't know what the referee said we don't know what was said and it's like clearly i heard the referee say undertaker's here he said taker's here so you know, I, I just loved how the announced team tried to make it seem like they didn't know what was going on. Um, this was then followed up with the mixed match, mix, mix match tag team. Ronda Rousey, Kurt Angle versus Stephanie and Triple H. Um, Stephanie and Triple H, they came out very similar to how Triple H came out last year with the motorcycle. Instead of Stephanie being on being on the same bike as him, she had her own bike. They were um, being escorted by female bikers. Um, I think they just did that for a certain reason. Um, then they came out. They did, you know, it was kind of interesting to see Triple H and Steph do Triple H's entrance, the spit of the water and go to the turnbuckle and you know, do what Triple H does. And Stephanie's doing the same thing. It was kind of interesting to see Stephanie do that. Um, did not, did not realize that this, that Stephanie never had a WrestleMania match, you know, never had a WrestleMania match. Um, hated Kurt. I, I, I hate when Kurt Angle comes out now. Cause when Kurt Angle comes out, he, he comes out smiling. Like, He's happy to be there. I understand you're happy to be there. 
you know, you're back in your home, you're back home, but you're going up against Triple H. You know, you used to never come out when you were, especially when you were, especially when Kurt Angle was in his last stint at WWE. Wrestling machine, focused, aggression, very aggressive, just a killer. And now he's like bubblegum, you know, and and I don't like that. You know, I have to realize that there's a lot of things that have changed within the company, within the business. But as you can tell, they do let wrestlers do certain things. So for me to see Kurt Angle come out and he's all laughing and smiling and doing like he's encouraging the fans to do the you suck chant. Um, just it didn't sit well with me. Then Ronda Rousey came out and she came out smiling the same way, smiling, waving, all happy go lucky. And I'm like, you're going in to a fight like go in there like you used to go in at UFC, go in there. Badass. You are going to fuck somebody up like you are going to hurt somebody. OK, Um, really didn't like that. Now, everybody's. Big thing was Ronda Rousey. How is she going to do in the ring? Um, she does need work. She does need work, but she has a lot of potential. You see it in her. Um, a lot. Of, I thought that she was going to be horrible when she first got in the ring, but she went in the ring and she was really doing her thing. Like she legit was doing her thing. I was not disappointed. Um. Wasn't disappointed in her movement. Wasn't disappointed in some. There was a few times that she could have did something better. Um, I really think that she needs to stop doing that. That slam. That little slam suplex, whatever you want to call it, where she tossed. She's done it. She did it to uh, Dana Brooke. She's done it to... um, Sonya Deville, she's done it to not Alexa Bliss. She's done to Mandy Rose. She's done it to Stephanie. Um, it's very horrible. I think that before she continues to do it, I think she needs to perfect it. I think she needs to do it and just get uh, like she needs to do it more with different people. Like I think she needs to do it with like a smaller person. Um, trying to do it with larger larger wrestlers it's not really going to work i think it'll look better if she does it on a smaller person um best moment of this match was ronda rousey and triple h squaring off um hands down triple h oversells to the core okay he oversells to the core and when I tell you he oversells, this man sat there and literally was like, he was getting tagged. You know, Ronda Rousey started to square up like she started to, you know, square up like she was back at UFC. And Triple H is like, all right, let's go. And she started to throw punches at him. And Triple H literally sold these punches. And it was so funny. This was the most entertaining match and funny that this card had, you know, hands down, hands down, the most entertaining match there. 
Um, I did. There, there was the spot that I predicted was going to happen where Kurt had her in. The, Kurt had trip in the ankle lock. Ronda had Stephanie in the armbar, but it didn't happen. They didn't tap. Trip did some type of counter, and Ronda, no, Kurt flew onto Ronda. You know, um, other than that. That was that situation that match ended with Ronda Rousey pretty much putting Stephanie in a holding Stephanie by her arm and Stephanie begging Ronda not to do it. Like, do not do this. And Ronda is so good with her arm submissions and she's just a specialist when it comes to it that she knows how to put the like how to put the move on you. Because she used to do UFC, obviously. But she put the move on her to the point that it looked like it possibly could have broke her arm. But we all know it didn't happen. Um, that was the move that ended it. Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey won. Ronda had her moment. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens from there. Um, what's going to happen with Kurt Angle? Is Kurt Angle still going to be the Raw GM? What's going to happen with... Um, not the GM. Yes, the GM. Um, what's gonna happen with Ronda Rousey? Where does she go from here? Who is she gonna be feuding with? What's gonna happen with her? Um, is she? I feel like I don't know the direction. So tomorrow, always the Raw after WrestleMania always begins the new chapter for the WWE for their stars. So we'll see what happens. Um, this is followed up by the triple threat tag team match for SmackDown. Um, New Day, Golden came out with the pancakes, <laughs> the unicorns, the pancakes, the the midgets or dwarves. Um, they came out with the pancake suits. Doing the worm, throwing pancakes. Um, Usos came out. Um, I wish that they would have cut a promo like they normally do when they come down the ring. Um, was kind of surprised about that. Bludgeon Brothers came out, and this is exactly what I thought it was going to be. It was going to be a massacre. New Day and the Usos did get a few um, licks in. They got a few. They got a few spots in, but the Bludgeon Brothers overall destroyed this. And as I was watching it, it dawned on me because I thought of AOP, Authors of Pain. And the reason why I thought of them is because I predicted I predicted they were going to go to Raw. But with the Bludgeon Brothers winning the tag team titles and no one in the way they have built them, nobody can stop them. But if AOP goes to SmackDown... And challenges for the titles, the tag team titles. This would be one of the best matches if booked right. The biggest thing about the WWE is the booking. All fans, all wrestling fans know this. The booking for WWE has to be golden. And lately it hasn't been. And this right here, WrestleMania, proves it as I continue. Um, 
John Cena comes out. This is the John Cena. This is the John Cena spot. So John Cena comes out and. I'm very disappointed in this situation. Um, when I say I'm disappointed in this situation. I was talking to my co-host. I was talking to my um, other friend who will be co-hosting it from time to time. Um, my brother. I'm very disappointed in how the WWE did this match with Undertaker and John Cena. Um, I say that because last year's WrestleMania, Undertaker left his gear in the ring. My biggest thing about Undertaker coming back this year was what was the point if you were going to wrestle again to take your gear off and lay it in the center of the ring? Which then had me feel like, okay, he had another persona, the American badass. And everybody... There's been there were so many different websites and and journalists and you know Facebook pages and Bleacher reports and you know uh, dirt sheet you know dirt sheets and I've listened to numerous podcasts wrestling podcasts and they all were saying that Undertaker was coming back as the American badass you know. And he didn't, you know, um, he came out. Well, Elias came out first. Let me give you all the breakdown if you all didn't see it. Elias comes out. John, John Cena comes out first. John Cena comes out geared up now, looking ready to go to have a match. Elias comes out. Um, the lights go out, but then you hear the guitar play. Elias comes out and Elias is like, oh, you thought it was somebody else. But that person, I have more charisma than that person, all this other stuff. John Cena squashes him, beat like doesn't beat him because it wasn't a match, but he F he he hit him with the F I uh the F U, the AA, um, and then he's going to leave. So when he's going to leave, he's at like the kind of towards the top of the entrance, the lights go out. The lights go out. You start seeing smoke come out. They're starting to see the lights from the stage. It's starting to reflect John Cena. And then there's this, there's a spotlight in the middle of the ring. And it shows the Undertaker's gear. And then on the, you know, the lightning bolts came down, struck it down. Light, spotlight came back. Gear was gone. By this time, all the lights went out. Cena was no longer at the top of the ring. I mean, at the top of the entrance. He made his way to the ring during this time. And at this time, I thought the American Badass was going to come out. I thought you was going to hear either the dead man walking or you was going to hear Kid Rock um, do the American Badass. No. You heard the gong and seen the lightning and you heard thunder and here comes Undertaker. Dead man and all. 
It was a squash match. Um, I really don't understand the point of this match. I don't understand why Taker won. And the commentator, the commentating, Michael Cole talking about this is the best we've seen The Undertaker in years. The Undertaker's back. And it's like, no, he's not back because we all know he's not going to. This is not it because, okay, if. Undertaker is to fight next year. Who 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 else is he gonna fight? You know, um, he needs to retire. I I've been one to say that Taker should have retired after the streak was over. I feel those if he should have retired after the streak, um, but he didn't. So I felt those if at the end of last year's WrestleMania, and it was the perfect send off. How other, what other way can you send off Undertaker now? You know, that was the best way to send him off. Unless he was to come back as the badass, like I thought he was going to come back. And a lot of people thought he was going to come back to as and then ride off on the bike, ride off. And that will be the retirement of the badass. And then Undertaker can retire, period. Um, Wasn't really thrilled about that one. Around this moment, um, you really started to catch that the. The crowd was getting a little antsy. They wasn't really, you know, kind of dragging off. Um, you had now you had the, uh, the return of Daniel Bryant, Shane McMahon versus KO and Sami Zayn. Love KO, absolutely love KO. They destroyed D Bryant, um, which then left Shane for most of the match to go against, and then the early part of the match to go against. KO and Sami Zayn by themselves, by himself, um, until Dan Bryan showed up, came back, did the savory thing, saving thing. Um, loved KO on the. I love KO trash talking. You know, um, there's a few trash talkers that I love, but KO is one of the top ones when it comes to wrestling matches. Um, Daniel Bryan and Shane won. I was. I was surprised because I thought that Shane was going to trade or to turn on Daniel Bryant. But then after I thought about it and then I seen how the crowd was and I seen that Daniel Bryant when he went to um, Brie Bella and his wife and kissed her and was high-fiving Shane's kids, it was too much to... It would have looked bad for Daniel Bryant to get... For Shane to get turned on. The crowd in this place would have dogged Shane. Okay. Um, this is now going to be the A. This is where the matches, the last three matches that I'm about to discuss. Um, is where you pretty much is going to hear me really get into it. Um we had the AJ versus Nakamura match. Did not live up to the New Japan hype. Um not hype, but it didn't live up to the New Japan match. Not at all. Um the only good thing about this, the only good piece of this match that I loved is at the end. Um Shinsuke had the belt in his hand. He Kneeled down to AJ to give him the title. AJ and him are celebrating. Like he's hold, he's hugging AJ, and he turned. He did a heel turn. Um, this is this is something different. I was completely, I completely did not expect this. 
But that was the one thing that I actually liked. I liked the fact that they did something unexpected that I actually did not expect. Um, Shinsuke turned heel. Um, I loved the way that he attacked AJ, how relentless and ruthless he was. I think that this is going to be good for him because Shinsuke was so... He was so much of a of a good guy that it's like he was he's better off being a heel. You know, I've never seen him as a heel, but I think him being a heel would be a lot better for him. It would be better for him to be a heel at this moment. Um, this is then followed by the bar, which I don't. This was my what the hell moment because I'm looking at the bar coming out on a little boat or whatever little ship boat whatever you want to call it with um very very Mardi Gras like very Mardi Gras like very New Orleans like um and then we had the bar going against Braun Strowman and a a -a make-a-wish kid I really think that this was a -a make-a-wish kid because there's no way you had Samoa Joe who's cleared to come back I mean, I believe Big Cass is clear to come back. Uh, you had so many different people that were lined up for this that I just, I don't understand why you had a kid as his partner. Um, makes no sense. I think that this was just a thing. I don't know what the hell is going to happen after this. I really don't. Um, there were two matches that I completely forgot about. I will just touch on that right now. Jinder Mahal did win the United States title. It was an okay match. Um, I'm a little pissed because Rusev, like, there was a part in there in the match where the crowd went ballistic for Rusev. And I just don't understand for the life of me, why is it that Vince McMahon and the the WWE is not letting the people i feel those if if you're too over if you're over and it's organic they don't like it i feel i really truly feel that way i feel like if they didn't make you if they didn't make the fans like you but you just instantly got momentum and and the fans started to like you for the momentum that you that you gained they don't like that. They want to be the ones to do that. They are doing it with Roman. Um, yeah, they're doing it with Roman. So I, I think that if it's not them doing it, I think that they don't want nobody getting the push. Um, so we had that match, and then we had... I just had a brain fart. Um... Sorry about that. Uh, so I'll once I remember that match, I'll get back to y'all with that. Um, now, so then we had, like I said, horrible tag team match. Oh, I forgot. Um, horrible tag team match. We get to the main event. We get to the main event, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know where to go at where to go with this main event. I say that 
Oh, before I get to the main event, that was the match I was talking about. The women's title, the Raw women's title, Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax. I was expecting that this was going to be a squash match. Squash match. It was. It did live up to it. Um, Nia Jax killed Mickey James. Um, she she killed her. Um, I was thinking when I seen Mickey James, okay, this is what's going to happen. Nia was going to win, but Nick, but Mickey James was going to attack her, or they was going, or at one point in the match. Alexa was working on the leg of Nia Jax. And I felt those of, okay, if Mickey James gets enough, can recover from getting killed. Um, if Nia won, she come, Mickey comes out, t- attacks her leg, keeps attacking, attacking, attacking. This will prompt Carmella um, to come out and cash money in the bank. That didn't happen. Carmella got eliminated. She was the first one to get eliminated in the Women's Battle Royal. And I, we did not see her at all after that. We didn't see her try to cash it in against Charlotte and Asuka. We didn't see her try to cash it in against um, Naya and Alexa. So I, I don't know where to go from here with Carmella. Um, I hope that she cashes it in. I think that she might cash it in tomorrow or she might cash it in on Tuesday on, on, a, on, a, on a limb. So that was that. Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. This match horrible. Um, I hate the fact that Brock Lesnar, and I'm a Brock Lesnar fan. I've been a fan of his since he first debuted years ago. I've been a fan of his. I loved him. When he first came to the business. But now I don't. You know, I liked him. I even liked him when he came back. His when he came back, you know, when he came back and his move his move set was better. You know, I'm tired of seeing all him doing is just suplexes. That's all he does. He doesn't do nothing else. And what people fail to realize about Brock is Brock has a lot of moves. He has a lot of moves. He's done a lot of moves when he was in when he was in WWE in his early in his first time in WWE. He has moves. So I just think that they want to keep that powerhouse. They want to keep that UFC type thing, but he's not even doing UFC moves, you know. He's not doing UFC moves. He's strictly doing suplexes. Um the only time he's doing a UFC move is when he's Doing the ground and pound, which he did in this match. Um, Roman got his got his one ups. I was expecting that it was going to be like this, that Roman was going to get his ass kicked the whole time. And then Roman was going to get the one up on him. Um, Roman kept getting, I want to say, a total of maybe five or six F5s. He got F5 through a table. He kept getting kicked out. He kept kicking out of it. Brock proceeds to take the gloves off and proceeds to punch, elbow, more elbows to Roman Reigns. And the I think it was the second elbow that he hit Roman with, you seen the gash 
come across Roman's forehead. And the minute I seen it, I said, yep, he's about to he's about to bleed. He's about to bleed. Or in wrestling terms, he's about to show color. And he showed a lot. Like, if you remember when Randy had the similar situation where Randy got the elbow to the head and Randy started bleeding, Randy's was bad. But I think with Roman having a lot of hair, it covered, it it relieved some of the blood being really shown. I mean, he showed blood, but it... Randy's blood was more, I think Randy's blood was more graphic just because he's, Randy has a short, he has a buzz cut. So Roman's, Roman seen his blood, Roman got that adrenaline that kicked in and Roman took a F5 and Roman lost. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Brock Lesnar, the same man who was talking about leaving and going back to UFC is still the universal champion. I cannot stand this. I feel those if this title is a wash, it is a disappointment. It is pointless. There is no reason for it. Um there's no prestige behind this belt. You know, there's nothing behind this belt. This is your brand new belt and you don't have it represented and seen. You know, Raw is the flagship show of your company and your champion only appears, what, he's only defended the title six times since he's won it a year ago. Um, I I just I don't understand it. Um, I do know that Lesnar had an option in his contract to go till August. Um, a lot of people feel those that that's what he did is that he went into that. So does this mean that we're going to have Lesnar as champion till August? I really hope not. Um, I'm hoping that. Bobby Lashley shows up. You know, there's rumors that he's going to show up. I would love to have... Listen, I would love... I don't like Bobby Lashley, but I would love to have just Bobby Lashley come in just so he can beat Brock Lesnar. Um, Somebody needs to take the belt off of him. Somebody needs to do it. Um, So now we have... That was the, that was the card. Um, was it over NXT TakeOver? No. Absolutely not. NXT TakeOver was phenomenal. It was roughly about three hours, but it was three hours of just pure madness. I loved every bit of it. Um, The whole card, even the women's match, and the women's match wasn't even the best match. Um, That match was better than... uh, maybe a few matches that was on the main card at WrestleMania. Um, Love the fact that the Undisputed Era literally is running the show now. Um, They shocked the system, no pun intended, with um, Roderick Strong joining them. Um, Love the fact that Aleister Black won the title. It was a great phenomenal. It was a great match. I love their chemistry. Um, The latter match was incredible. I love, like... 
you're gonna hear me say I loved the it, NXT is just phenomenal. This is great. You know, it 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 is. It's pure. It's great. It's fun. It's it's that feel. It's what WWE needs to be. And Triple H is doing a phenomenal job in NXT. I commend and I salute Triple H for that. Um, Ricochet is going to be a gem. He is he is going to be a gem. Prince Puma, the man, Adam Cole, destroyed it. Velveteen Dream, the whole, all six participants in that ladder match were all great. All great. Um... The non-sanctioned match between Tomas uh, Champa and Johnny, that was incredible. That reminded me very much of the Shawn Michaels and Triple H match. Um, I think that with the, I loved how the end of the match was a reminder or a flashback of when they fought during the Cruiserweight Classic, where. Champa was, you know, Champa and Johnny G and Johnny Wrestling, Johnny G. Johnny Wrestling was was like sitting there and it was like that sympathy. Loved that part. Um, Johnny G won. Johnny G. Johnny Wrestling won. I don't know why I keep saying Johnny G. Johnny Wrestling won. Um, I think that this is going to continue the rival between these two. I said that this was going to happen. Because I felt though as if they needed to continue this rival. I think that it was the best thing for them to do is to keep this rival rivalry in NXT still going. Um overall loved loved NXT more than I loved the WWE, more than I loved WrestleMania. Um I feel like WrestleMania's card was stacked, but I just think that it's too long. It's too long. And that's the problem. The problem is, is that it's too long with their shows. Um, one of these episodes I want to actually do, I want to actually, in my opinion, discuss why NXT pay-per-views are better than the main cards pay-per-view. I have a lot of opinion behind it. I have a lot of reasons why I feel this way. Um, and it's pretty much, in a sense, it's going to be about the production too, the lighting you know, I even think the lighting at NXT makes it better than than the main roster. Um, so that's that. Other than that, ladies and gentlemen, um, this was WrestleMania. Like I said, I, I enjoyed watching it, but the last three matches, which was the Nakamura match, the... Nakamura match, the Braun Strowman, the tag team match, and the main event really, really lowered this card for me. Um, before these matches, I had it at a, a eight out of ten. Those three matches dropped it to me to about a six. Um, last year's was. It wasn't good. Um, this one's about a six for me. So we are looking forward to Raw tomorrow. SmackDown on Tuesday. Um, 
I get to see what's going to happen from here. I'm, I'm going to see what's going to happen from here. I'm pretty interested. Um, so what I'm going to do, ladies and gentlemen, is I'm calling this a night. Um, this was the WrestleMania recap for tonight. I am signing off. Once again, this is Chi coming to you. Did my first solo one by myself. Um, like I said, people, this is this is a working progress. Um, I'm just getting the the feel of doing these things, these podcasts. Um, so I know that I'm there's a lot of work that has to be done, but I decided to start doing it now because I it's my business, my it's what I'm passionate about. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, I will be getting back to you. Later on, probably, I would say, there's going to be another episode that will be getting out to you this weekend um, with my co-host. We are going to discuss Raw, SmackDown. Um, we're going to go over NXT. And we're just going to discuss what else we have predicting after watching SmackDown, after watching Raw, SmackDown, NXT. We're going to talk about, you know, the future of the WWE. We're going to look at the future of the business. Um, what do we see happening in the foreseeable future? What co- what call-ups happened? What debuts happened? Um, what just happened in general, you know, with, with wrestling? So, um, I enjoy WrestleMania for the most part. But, ladies and gentlemen, this is, call- this is me calling it a night. I will check back with y'all later on this week. Take care.